1: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart.
0: Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Hey there, my name is Ricky Smith, and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, a nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says, promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co-host, Angel Gray, and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random Xa Podcast, on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show. Blue Wire. Breaking news. LeBron is a Laker. Comes This Clippers team will win a championship this year.
2: All George, corner three. Yes! Bryant has to put it up with the buzzer, banks it in, Ha-ha! he banks in the three, and the
1: Lakers win the game!
2: What's up everybody, welcome to the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points and Blue Iron Networks. Uh, we're back in video format this time, we got a special guest for you, uh, Mr. Metaworld Peace himself, joining the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, Meta- Thank you for joining us, we really appreciate you taking the time. You're joined by our Lakers beat writer Ryan Ward, uh, myself, uh, your Clippers beat writer for Clutch points Sumer Zarli. Um, Meta, first of all, um, h- how are you doing with everything? I know you know, before everything's going on right now, we had the coronavirus and everything there. Right. How are you doing with, with, with coronavirus, family members, everything, everyone good?
0: Yeah, well, the coronavirus, everybody's okay, <laughs> you know, we had that issue, now we have. Uh, a publicized death that was on television, uh, which is really the reason uh, that's causing the protest. You know, uh, I think if they would have just convicted the officers earlier, I think you would not have had all these protests. Um, When you look at the COVID, everybody was coming together. People were saying, stay indoors so we can protect older people, right? And this is what we're doing as Americans and as the world, as a globe. It wasn't saying protect your Armenian uh, grandma, mama, or protect your black grandmama or protect your white grandmama. Everybody was saying, let's protect older people. So stay indoors, mm. right? And that shows solidarity, right? If you, if you notice, it was an amazing time in our uh, history where people came together. Right. This had nothing to do with violence. This had to do with potential uh, disease wiping out millions of people. What had nothing to do with violence, and when people sense happiness, they don't like it, right? When people see that other people are happy, meaning the melting pot, meaning the different ethnicities, they don't like it. So I want to encourage everyone. Everyone's like, "What should I do? Should I march? I don't know what to do." Do what you kept. Do what you have been doing. Stay the course. Clutch points. Stay the course. You know, um, even Baller's life. I don't care. Stay the course. Whatever you're doing. Stay the course because you, you've done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. in this point in time. And they're trying to make it seem like we've done something wrong. Right. We should still be happy. Look at this call that we're on today, the clutch points a Meta World Peace. Right? We're trying to push the initiative of basketball forward and trying to have a good time. Right. right. And we're we are of different ethnicities. Understand? So this is a great moment. You you would not have seen this a long time ago. We are making progress and the media is trying to Position it as we are not making progress, and I want to encourage people to fight for the reality. the reality right now is that we are as 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 diverse as it ever been in this world.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we are.
0: Keep that going and stay happy. Um, don't let people take our happiness.
2: A uh, whole great points. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you specifically about. I mean, you mentioned George Floyd and everything. Um, none of this would would have come out if cell phone videos and, and cell phone cameras weren't available. Right. I wanted I wondered your reaction w- when you saw that video came out, you know, cause you have kids yourself. You have, I believe it was a 21 year old you have. Uh, wh- what do you tell your kids? What was your reaction to, to the video or just another senseless sort of unnecessary death at the hands of well, the you know,
0: it, it was just very disturbing. I mean, so it was a couple things that triggered the protest of not, but really, Um, non-blacks triggered the protest because they were really fed up. Mm -hmm. If that was all black people, you would have seen more murders, definitely. You would have seen black people getting shot at. Mm -hmm. But it was, thank you (laughs) for being there. Although we don't need it because we are not afraid to die. Understand that. We don't really need your support. And it's not saying we don't like you. We're saying... We could do it, but I'm also saying thank you. Because it proves my point, what I said earlier. And my point is that we are in a good state. Not everyone, but a lot of people are. You know. Uh, and I also don't want to fault people that, don't, that can't relate. I can't relate to certain people. And certain people can't relate to us. So when we're going through something as Black Americans, because every ethnicity is going through their own thing, but we're going to stuff as black Americans, I can relate <laughs> because, I, you know, because we've been through it. Right. But I can't expect someone who grew up in a, a suburb to relate to the pain the same way. Yeah. Now that Right. The same way that I'm 19 years removed from being in the projects, it's harder for me to relate to a kid that is struggling but I remember, so I'm always trying to get back. It's hard for me to relate to a homeless person. How many times did we drive by homeless people? Does that make us a bad person? No, it's just that it's so many homeless people and sometimes it's overwhelming. You're going to work and and we don't wanna drive by the homeless person. So some people are driving by this protest. Some people are driving by social injustice and it doesn't make them a bad person. Sometimes we are categorizing these people as racist people. Uh-huh. And, and and that's something where the distraction starts to come into play. You know, It's, it's a, they call it foolery or buffoonery or whatever. Don't be fooled. It's OK not to be able to relate, right? But this is reality. And with the cameras, now people see. When I came into the league in 1999, and I said, I'm hood forever, people was like, this guy's a thug. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you want to call me a thug? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'll accept it. But you see it. I, we, we, I knew this was happening for a long time. Yeah. I have, I'm in communication with ball players in Baltimore or with my hustlers in Detroit or whatever the case may be. We in communication because I'm never going to turn my back on a hustler or what people uh, say are thugs or criminals. I'm not turning my back because I know where I'm from. I know my family was considered the same stuff. All did jail time. All was, all was moving weight, packing heat. All that stuff that you hear in the rap songs. It was reality, you understand? And I can't expect people to go to understand that, right? But you know what, what, what I wanna say is, it's, we, we see that as real and it's annoying. If, if this was happening to any race, but believe me, uh, we, we're not turning a, an eye. Now, it's the, it depends on if it's publicized, but it don't, it don't matter who this is happening to. Right. Even when I wasn't a big fan of the F Donald Trump song, whatever, at the time. But I'm just saying that the, the Latino Americans was really suffering at that point. You know, and what I'm saying is, as humans, we fight for what's right. As humans, it don't matter who's going for something. If you look at our my website, look at, look at my team. It's diverse, right? And and uh, we got white males, white females, Asian women, black uh, men, all on all my virus report. You understand? And, and that's the reality of today. That's the reality. And we sit here talking, they, they got us sitting here on Clutch Points talking about this, which we have to, right? They got us, you know, which we should not have to be talking about this, but, but yeah. a, I, I think we, we, we notice we, we have to talk about it, but it's okay.
1: How did how did you react to um to Drew Brees comments? Yes, I think it was yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. It kind of, I mean, it sent shockwaves throughout well, sports the, world everywhere, actually.
0: Well, the, you know, the, you know, so this with Drew Brees is this—he can't relate. Hmm. Doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't make him a racist. He can't relate, so you say things. And you're like, oh wow, the, the, at the end of the day, it's three verses to this national anthem. And two of the verses are glorifying slaves and all how can I represent that?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Pardon my language, but I am not a pussy. In in the sense of being a weak person, not in the sense of the female body. I'm using an analogy.
2: Right.
0: I'm using an analogy. You know, and how but we still do if you if you listen to the national anthem is it not one of the most melodic melodic most melodic. Um, how, how would how would I pronounce that? Uh, the song has the best melody. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Out of any song you probably probably heard. Uh-huh. Isn't the melody amazing? <laughs> how can you not like the song? Because I've heard not, it, it, it a thousand about- times in games like you have. <laughs> but, but, but how can you not like the melody? No, I if, get what you're saying. You to, if you listen to every other national anthem, mm-hmm. it has nothing on the American. But oh, Canada's Canada is amazing. The old Canada yeah. national anthem is pretty good mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of song for song. So as a kid, when you hear it, you just like, hmm. Usually you feeling it. And, and, and you hear Whitney Houston singing it. But then when you become 25, you like, two right, verses? Right. <laughs> what? Okay, we have a problem, you know. And but we still stand. We still stand. We still stand because of the evolution of humans, and, and we're trying to come together. So we stand because this—this this is what y'all want. Y'all want this national anthem? Okay, you've seen the black athletes. I was one of them. We stand, but I hand over our chest right? But you want to keep poking at. You want to keep poking at us. That's like. It's, it's becoming a little too much. So with Drew Brees, it, it, I don't think he understands the history of of, of what's happening. You know, um, so he came out today and he apologized. Did you, did you see the apology?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Touch points posted. I actually took a snapshot and put it on Twitter. I, I didn't give you our, uh, credit. <laughs> oh come on. come on, man! Come on. <laughs> but I did give you credit on it. <laughs> I think you credit on Instagram. <laughs> okay, okay, thanks. But <laughs> I forgot, I'm like, man, I forgot the tag plush points. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, what I felt was, I'm so happy that he didn't waste a t- another day in apology because he deserves the right to, ex- um, to express himself. So he's back 50-50 with me. Like I said, people can relate, and we all make mistakes. Even the most racist people make mistakes. I got friends in my hood that shot each other. And they are friends. I mean, you don't want to shoot nobody. Uh But I'm sorry about that time I shot you in the ass. (laughs) Let's go get (laughs) some. That's how it is. We're human. We're not perfect. We're humans, man. And we know back in the, you know, we're just not perfect. So at the same time, I can't expect someone that learned racism to be perfect. Uh That's asking too much. Right, that's asking
2: too much. Right, right. But right now right. they say they say that silence is almost complicity. Right now, where you're being complicit by, by, by being silent. And so I think what a lot of people took from Drew Brees' comments is that he wasn't. It's not that I. It's not that he was racist, but he was he wasn't sort of supportive of the movement. It seemed like so. Isn't is aren't we at a point where you know he plays with a lot of black black athletes? Like, it, shouldn't he understand it at this point? I think that's people's argument
0: understand it when you're making that much money when we're making this much money we're not always thinking about social impact uh-huh. i'm i was never thinking about social impact I, my my, my uh, movement is mental health yeah i know my movement you've right. never heard me come out everybody got something else on their mind uh-huh. you know I, i've never came out and was pro-black justice as hood as i am as black as i am and everybody know i'm ghetto in a mother. You've never seen me come out, you know, and talk about uh, you know black justice. I I always talk about the hood and the mental health. As I'm saying, everybody has a different, you know, um, everybody has different things they're dealing with, right? As I'm so you can't really. I'm not gonna fault him. I'm upset uh, because he just what he said, but you got to give him time to explain himself. If we don't give people the time to explain themselves, you know, uh, then. And we you know, come down on people every time they say something. Every time they say something. Like, right now, I'm going on a rant. I'm going on an uncensored rant. And, my, and my, the companies that I'm launching, I'm not, I should not be doing that right
1: now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's I'm you, not man. I'm doing that right now. Right? But,
0: stuff. <laughs> but we, must, we, we, must, uh, we must speak out. Um, and some, you got you to understand also what an athlete and this is where non-professional athletes, fans, enthusiasts, you got to understand, people work their whole life to become a professional athlete. They're not trying to throw it away with a comment because we know you can be blackball. We know people won't message you. And, 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 and we should not put athletes under pressure if they're not speaking out because they don't have in their heart to speak out. Mm-hmm. But it's different. Some people have fear. Some people don't. We're human. So we can't expect every athlete to speak out, right? We know that if you say the wrong things, it could end your career. It don't matter what ethnicity you are. That's true. That's why people don't speak out. Yeah. But when I, like when I came into the league in 1999, before I signed big contracts, I was telling people how hood and ghetto I was. I wanted people to just blackball me early. Like, I'm from the ghetto. I'm from the streets. Before the big contracts. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm proactive. I didn't, I didn't want to wait. Not everybody built like that. I got burned out personally, because when I'm telling people to keep it real and use from the streets, people are not listening. I have black people coming up to me and say, you should change, man. You got to put on a suit and tie, man. You, you, don't want, you don't want to mess your money up. It ain't never about the money with me. It's all personal with me. Everything's been personal with me. It's about, it's about what's right. And at a, as a 19-year-old kid, what I thought was right was ignorant, quite honestly. <laughs> you know, I was, I was way more ignorant than I was um, impactful, and I'm old enough. So, like I said, not everybody. You know, Drew Brees is probably trying to please uh,
1: one side.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: You know, while Dude,
1: do you think he's sincere in his apology?
0: I, I think I think it is,
1: man. Because I've seen a lot of people come out and just say, like, you know, well, here comes the apology because he knows he messed up, right? Like, yeah. Well, well listen. Listen. So we don't want him to apologize. If he don't
0: apologize, then he's still wrong. Right? right? If he don't yeah. apologize, then Drew Brees is going to be considered, every day he don't apologize, he's going to be considered a racist, 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 racist. Right. That's true. That's true. I don't apologize. Right. Everybody should apologize. It, 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 it takes a lot to apologize. Well, I <laughs> but, meant
1: like, is it, um, is, he, is he being truthful, or is he just doing it to appease people? It doesn't matter. get people off his back. It doesn't matter. He did it.
0: It doesn't matter you don't think it matters i don't think it matters because at the end of the day unless we are in drew breezes home on in his living room when he opens the refrigerator metal world pieces they're opening <laughs> <in> the <refrigerator. laughs> we don't know what he's thinking when he gets in the bed under the covers metal world pieces under the covers <laughs> right right yeah don't know what he's thinking how, I, how why would i judge that why would i say oh here, here comes the apology just thank you for the goddamn apology because you know, thank you, <laughs> because we're, we're, we're highly upset. A lot of people are highly upset. So now, on, on one hand, we say we, we don't want an apology. On the other hand, we say we do want an apology. Mm-hmm. We want the apologies. <laughs> thank you for the apologies, so, so we can try to move on. The apologies are big for the youth. I talk about the youth. And my program, I have, I, I'm diversified because the NBA um, led me to a fan base that's diverse. So when I'm talking to kids, they're all they're white, black, Asian, all, all over, right? You know, but, you know, so when I'm giving back to the youth, I'm giving back to a diverse group. Now, when I'm at in, in home, my, my neighborhood, and I'm talking about the youth empowerment, we're trying to help the youth that never would have had an opportunity to be an entrepreneur, right? We're trying to show them a different way. Uh-huh. Drew Brees apologizing is showing the youth that he affects, that he, uh, that, that follow him. He's showing them a different way. Now, do we, do we, what, what do we want? Do we want peace or do we don't?
2: Yeah.
0: What do we want, right? We want the apologies. Keep the apologies coming. If you say something wrong, like I'm, I know I'm going to be apologizing next week because I'm going on a rant. And I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not stopping this week. <laughs> I'm not stopping this week. But next week, I'm going to apologize for the bad language. <laughs> but I got more stuff to say. I got to let it out. The only other way can let it out is by fighting or just going to a protest and throwing a brick. Uh-huh. Or just, you know, I, I, I just don't think that's right. I'm prepared to take shots from police, but I'm not prepared to initiate. I'm not prepared to um, have any physical activity as fed up as I am, but I'm going to go to the protest. I'm with the people. I'm with, I'm with the people right now. I'm with the people. You hear it in the language. You hear, you hear, you hear how I'm kind of out of character right now. Or back in character. <laughs> man, back in character. Back in I don't know. Hard to say. But, you know, um, but, yeah, but, but I think the apologies are great. Um, you know, the apologies are great, man. I, I, this is, let's just paint the picture here. It's been white, black for a long time. Oh, I have man. some really good white friends. Like, you know, I love all my friends, man. I got black friends from my hood that did 20 years in jail. That I bring over to my investors that's worth big net worth. And we ride out, we have drinks together. Like, I have friends, man. And I love my friends. You understand? Know I love my friends. You know, so the apologies are great. And, and, and this is a great time right now. That's why I can rant on and on. But this is a, this is a good time. We can't really, we, it, it, we're protesting, and it's also a good time. This has happened in parallel. This is happening in parallel. And we can't stop being happy, continuing the project, and we're forgetting where we came from and where we are right now as a people. We are in a good place. And we gotta we gotta we gotta stick to our guns. We are in a good place.
2: I appreciate your sincerity. You were you are very sincere about that.
0: Absolutely.
2: I wanted to pause real quick to tell you guys about Bet Online. Right now there's no shortage of action going on with our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports you can still get in on. And you can even bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24 7. Or if you'd like, you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And live right now on Bet Online YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling the final dance. Just visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. I wanna move on to some basketball topics. Um, mainly cause you, men- you mentioned your rookie year and um, you joined the Bulls right after uh, the Jordan era ended. Um, I think Jerry Cross is still the GM. What was, well, first of all, what, what were your thoughts on The Last Dance and, and, and the Bulls documentary? Because you, you joined right after.
0: Yeah, man, you know, The Last Dance was great. I mean, you know, obviously it was during COVID and everybody needed some sports because indoors. And when The Last Dance came out, it made me feel like I want to try out again. The Last Dance made me feel like, <laughs> you know, it really? made me feel like, yeah, I felt like, yo, where's the next tryout for AAU? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was. <laughs> man so, so, so
1: jordan was like a big motivator when you were growing up then huh
0: yeah man my, my body don't work right now right my body totally don't work yeah me too. i'm just <laughs> like i'm trying to make the league i want to go to the league like that's how it felt man it was like i mean it was just the mo- most amazing thing and i experienced the love of jordan th- the love i had for that team i oh. also experienced the love that jerry Krause had you know when he drafted me right so i'm like uh-huh. I'm in the middle of a war in terms of
1: how Right. You know, well, I'm he, he probably viewed you as, like, uh, the second coming of the Bulls, yes. right?
0: Yes. He, knew, he told me I didn't have a lot of confidence as, as a young player, and I will always come into the, into the you know, mad to
1: practice. No. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Every practice. Man, Ever.
0: you know, What's wrong with you? What's going on
1: today? <laughs>
0: right, so... Um, and, I, and it, partially it was because my offense wasn't there. I was really frustrated that in order for me to win, I got to be good. And I suck. Point blank. As a young player, I can't win. I hate losing. So, after, and we only won 13 games. So, they had to trade me. Because <laughs> I was, <laughs> right. So, but he always told me, he said, he said, Ron, don't worry about your offense. Someone who plays defense like he was going to be a great player. You're going to be great. And we're going to get number seven. And we're going to get rid of the other number six. And you're going to be here, he would always tell me. That. Um, um, but, you know, he was very supportive. Um, so, you know, uh, it's just unfortunate that, well, both of my, one of my favorite people passed away in Krause. And, I mean, um Kobe, Kobe yeah. You know, um, Kobe would always talk about um, Mike, you know. It, it was just so much being drafted to the Lake. I mean, being picked up by the Lakers. You got Phil Jackson. Kobe plays like Mike. Um, um, Lamar's kind of like Cucco, you know, kind of. Like, a little, like, I can see
1: that. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just so it's just real, you know. And the last dance brought a lot of these memories out. It's great.
2: What, what did you make of uh, sort of, you said Krauss was good to you. Krauss was kind of portrayed, I mean, he kind, of, kind of, he was portrayed as a bad guy in, in, in the duck.
0: Hey, somebody got to be the bad guy. <laughs>
2: That's true.
0: Somebody <laughs> got to be the bad guy. And, and he wore it. He wore it like a badge. Look at Kraus. He wasn't in shape. Right. He uh, was made fun of, which was like, you know, I heard the I played for the Bulls, so I heard everything. right? <laughs> um, and he also stuck to his guns. He's like, yo, Michael Jordan, you're the greatest player ever. Right. And he's like, you know what? I'm preparing for the future. You're going to be old in two years, basically. And we're trying to move on. <laughs> I mean, he was direct. And he, and he let everyone know, no matter how many games y'all win, you ain't coming back because you're getting old in this business. Like, you got to respect it because some people won't tell you direct like that. Some people, you'll just be, like, waking up in the morning about to make Cheerios watching Clutch Points.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you get traded. And you flip from Clutch Points and you go to your text messages and you say, "Agent, did you see that on ESPN and Clutch Points? It's like I got traded. That's how you find out. And these guys gave these guys a year in advance notice that you are not coming back. That's a, that's. So just, you like, s-
1: you're saying like you did them a favor
0: in a way? It's amazing. Honest. What more do you want? Honestly, like, hey, you know, you guys, I've seen you guys breaking down. Like, you, you, you guys are not going to be good in three years. <laughs> you know, like. With he, those he, guys, they
1: weren't really breaking down though, man. could but, like, but he could've. kept it real. You,
0: you, you it's something about someone
1: that's telling you. Do you like, know what? The way you were explaining it, it, reminds me, I think he's like um, like Bill Belichick, right? Kind of get rid of your guys before they hit that, that like, decline. He was the first, actually. He was doing yeah, but he doesn't get that kind of Belichick respect, though. Not even close.
0: He doesn't, but he gets it from me because I'm a Bulls fan, and I'm a Bulls fan first. And when you think of the Bulls, and as a kid, you know, in Queensbridge, looking up to the Bulls, and, and then when you learn about general sports management a little bit, but you say, oh wow, that's a general manager. Because before it's all about the player; it's only about the players. Uh-huh. Then it's about the coach. Then it's about the team. Then he's like, oh wow, Jay Reinsdorf. He's the owner. Oh wow. And from that standpoint, I love the Bulls. So I love Krauss. I love Reinsdorf. I love Jordan. I love Pippen. I love coach coach. You know, those are my those are my guys. I love Hanson.
1: <laughs> I love Simpkins. Will Purdue. What about Rodman? Of course, Rodman. You've had some comparisons to Rod. The kind of same defensive intensity.
2: If I was more,
0: if I was a more stable player, I could have had a career like Robin or Kawhi. I could have. If I was a more stable player, I wasn't stable. Um, in basketball is eighty percent mental. Eighty mm-hmm. percent mental, right? So I was able to sustain an eighteen-year career because I, I was talented, <laughs> you know. But um, half of my career was very unstable and very. Oh problematic, stressful, depressed, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I had nervous breakdowns going to games when I was younger. <laughs> and it's just, and obviously it's for the, it's for the dumbest reasons, to tell you the truth. It's, it's literally, you know, it's literally for the dumbest reasons. You let something get to you? Like something
1: small? It was,
0: a, it was a lot, like, you know, making money, having to help people that you want to help, um, having uh, children at early age, mm-hmm. you know, still not even being 21 yet. Oh, right um, stuff. you know it, 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 it was a lot for, for now not, well, look at lebron james he's from akron ohio he used to have no shoes right um he's from the, the dirt literally you know i'm not i'm not from the dirt i'm from the, the streets it was more you know violent things moving around but if you go to new york city queen's queen's project you're going to see brick buildings gates heater in your house grass outside a park but inside, you know, it could be pretty challenging. So it was a different challenge, but LeBron had every right to be stressed also. Right? So I'm really amazed, like, how the athletes are so different. Look at Kawhi Leonard. His dad died, you know, at an early I – think, I think that's the story. If I'm not mistaken, I think his dad got shot.
2: Yeah, I think I it was know, Tamara a, would be the uh, one. It was a, at a, a car wash, I believe, at a young age. I think it was, like, 10 or 11. And I had – my dad was in my life. Right?
0: So every, it's amazing how, like, you know, every athlete is so different. Even if you go through the worst, you still might be tough enough, right, to, to not put your team in jeopardy when you reach the pro levels. I always put my teams in jeopardy. I was always detrimental to my teams. Not every team, but early on, I was, I was pretty detrimental to the teams. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I'm, I'm always intrigued by that, by how athletes think, even under the same circumstances.
1: Well, I it can't be easy being that young with all that responsibility all those people kind of giving you added attention all the money I mean all that put together I mean it's hard enough to be a kid in itself trying to learn what you want to do and where you want to go I couldn't imagine all that stuff on top you know all that added pressure. And I think also with me
0: um I I wasn't always the type of kid that was the most popular it's Mm on the court I was but like places you want to be popular as a kid, like with the girls, you know, with your peers, you know, and when you start to get rejected, people make fun of you. I, used to, I remember I used to go to school in the same pissy pants that I had on. And imagine going to school, piss already on your pants. And you got to stay away from, you got to get on the bus together for once. So you're sitting next to somebody, you're hoping, you know, nobody's looking at you and saying, you smell like piss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So you looking around like, that, damn, somebody smell like piss, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And then some people know you as you. Some people know you. You're the one that
2: smell like the piss, man. <laughs> Shit, that's terrible.
0: Man, I came, and one day. I man, one day I came home, man. I mean, I I remember just stuff like that, you know, and that adds up. Um, and that's you talking about. You know, ten years old. You know, nine years later, you're in the league. It's a, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of baggage there. So everybody's different. You know the way you handle things. So now when you make money, it's like I got a little fresh jeans, man. You gotta <laughs> you know? brag about them. I got fresh jeans. I'm going to the ball. I'm gonna spend hundred grand a night. You <laughs> what <know? laughs> I'm gonna spend hundred grand.
1: Yeah, that's never happened to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, grand. Not, yeah. but then, yeah. and then and that, that's where people start calling us selfish athletes, right? It's like, nah, man. Not, I, I, hey, hey, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. And but then, but then the money don't make happiness, right? Just because that's, you got a pair of does it mean that you didn't get rid of all the other shit? Mm-hmm. You know. Right. So it's always I'm always interested in the in the path and the journeys that these athletes take. That's from the same place I'm from. You know what happened? You know when did you? decide that I'm not going to let things affect me. You know, it's always interesting.
1: So with the, the New York Knicks, before you came on, you were tweeting about it, right? gig. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What do you want to do? Listen,
0: I don't want anybody's job. I love sports. As you can see, I'm launching a sports company as we've been, you know, punch points been very supportive. I'm doing a sports company. I love basketball. I told my staff, if the Knicks job was ever available, I would love it. You know, I would love an NBA head coaching job. The Knicks, definitely. If someone else, if someone else has the job, I'm going to support them. I want to see the Knicks win. I heard Mike Woodson's name is back. A great coach. Mike Miller from last year. A great coach. I absolutely don't want nobody else's job. And right now, I'm not prepared to be an assistant because I'm having too much fun doing what I'm doing. I'm coaching tons of players right now, and it's about to expand. I'm having a great time, but that Nick job. I'm from New York City. You got to understand. I'm right across the water. A lot, of these, a lot of these players and coaches don't know what we've been through. I would, we have not won a championship in years. I'm from New York City, the biggest federal housing project in New York City, in the country. We are Knicks fans and we don't win. The last time they won was in 71 and 73 with Phil Jackson and, and, and Clyde. Like that's a major problem. You understand? This is almost 50 years. This is, going on. This is going on 50 years. So I don't care. I, want to, I would love to coach. I'm, I'm, I'm an extremely intelligent player. I've seen every single offense thrown at me because the coaches was trying to get me off of their best offensive players because I was like a hyena on their ass. <laughs> right? So I've seen every single offensive strategy to try to get me. Now, LeBron James Kobe it was a little different. But if you came on an off night, if you had an off night against me, you probably don't want to play that night because I'm biting Right? So, so you know, I'm biting, right? So, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. You know, um, on offense, would, we all know I was able to score the ball. I would, you know, I was able to score the ball. You want to talk about a team setting? I went to the Lakers. I was averaging 22 before I came to the Lakers in the playoffs. I went to the Lakers, I averaged an eight. You know, fit in team basketball,
2: triangle,
0: first year. How many people can learn to triangle in the first year? Everybody know that it's complicated.
2: Yeah. You understand?
0: So with that being said, um, I play under Rick Adam in high post, C, corner. You know? We, you know, uh, so when it comes to IQ, I can do it. But I would love to coach like this. Goddamn hoodie on the head. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh, man. You might be be the first NBA coach to rock a hoodie on the sidelines.
0: (laughs) What's good? <laughs> you understand? <laughs> it is yeah. what it is, and
1: yeah, you and, see Popovich uh, doing that after that.
0: Watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's, anybody could put the hoodie on the head, but you know, because we, we we got hoods. They sell hoods in Fifth Avenue, right? But <laughs> it's different. <laughs> right? it's the hood but it's different when you're from the when you're from the hood. You, from the hood. <laughs> you understand? And that's how I want to. I want to let people know if you if you a street dude, if you like my family you can still be smart and you don't even have to be like my family, right? You can be like anybody and, and you can be smart, right? Uh-huh. And you can, you can have an IQ being yourself. You don't have to be typical. You don't have to wear that suit and tie all the time to prove that you're smart, right? We, we trying to set the tone. We trying to set the tone, be happy in your own skin. We see too many times, you know, where somebody's coming out as gay or they might commit suicide. They don't want people to know about them. Or somebody might be too street, they got tattoos, they want to cover their tattoos up. Nah, show them tattoos. Tell people to, that you're gay. Come out the damn closet, flaming. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Be yourself. If you're a street dude, be yourself. Cause you, I grew up differently. You know, I grew up differently. We on the top of the building, when my, you know, somebody attacking my cousin, ready to take somebody's head off the top of the buildings. Double barrel shotguns. You understand? That's my experience, but does that make me dumb? Or does that make me not have a high IQ? Or does that, no, nah, I got that and I wanna, I wanna keep it there. And I wanna show people, you from where I'm from, you can make it, you can be great. You can also have, uh, you can also have a family. Where I'm from, families don't stay together. You understand? We, this is bigger than just coaching a suit and trying to please someone. You know, if I win this title for New York City, if I was to ever get the opportunity, everybody got their chance, except a hood dude like me everybody got their chance <laughs> everybody got win, win, win. I represent different type of people um, but it doesn't it doesn't the different type of people that I represent it doesn't mean that we are not the same it doesn't mean that I'm only uh, representing that hood in IGGA you know it's a group of us out there that we are underrepresented and underserved you got to understand it's, a, it's some people that fit the description of my same skin color. But there's some people like us that we don't fit the description. You understand? We don't fit the description. And that's why, you know, when I talk how I talk. Like if I want to get the head coaching job, I told people I'm going at the fans first. I don't like how I don't like how they treat the Knicks. I don't like how the New York City fans always put the Knicks under pressure. Right when we're about to win, the fans gotta come in, start banging the drums, get rid of everybody. I mean we're building something here. So if they got to hear that direct. People don't like to hear that, and, I, and, I, and that's the type of person I'm like. and, and, and that's going to be my first – I'm going to address that. Look at the Spurs. The, the San Antonio Spurs, those fans, they ride and they die for the San Antonio Spurs. And they believe that San Antonio Spurs are going to be good. But in New York, you know, we got to always – we got to always, you know, oh, they suck. This guy sucks. What, what player want to hear that all the time? Yeah. What no, coach wanna no. hear that all the time?
1: You, so, you mentioned, was, uh, you mentioned uh, Phil Jackson earlier. Yeah. Um, how did he ease your transition into becoming a Laker? You know, and you know. Great. Well, yeah.
0: Jackson, he's great, man. He he he's a zen master. I was getting into meditation and Buddhism. Meta is a Buddhist name. You know, straight from Queensbridge. Change it to a Buddhist name. You know, what uh-huh. I mean, I'm learning different things on my journey. Uh-huh. I started to take therapy more serious. My my counselors is great. You know, I respect them. That's why I thanked them in the championship. Uh, and, I remember. You remember, you know what I'm saying it's very important. <laughs> you give credit where credit's due. Like, thank you because I don't know if I would have been able to win that title without you. Mm-hmm. Right you know, I was in, in um, when I was in Detroit, in Indiana. We was in the, with Detroit. Um, I elbowed Richard Hamilton in the face with one minute to go. Game was tied. Right. This is to go to the finals to play against the Lakers. Now you talking about the- I remember this. This was in your documentary, right? In documentary, man. You talk about yeah. the, the number two option on the team. Right. Unstable. Right, so I wish I would have had my therapist there at that game.
1: So you thought you thought that the the Pacers had a good chance to win it all that year, right?
0: I mean, we was the number one team in the league. We had the best record. Mm-hmm. We had the number one team, but, but you talk about to go to the finals. You make a decision to elbow somebody in the face and get a technical foul. They hit two, go up two, then they score, go up four, win by four to yeah, go to the, the
2: finals. That's the game. what yeah, I'm
0: saying you know, and and and, and this is and this is why. You know, for me, having those tools and breathing tools, me and Phil Jackson, understanding meditation more, silence and blocking out noise. You know, um, this is why I'm so grateful for Phil. You know, this is why, and this is why I continue to push meditation. Um, people like I'm from, um, and even like where you from, people with emotion, let's just put it like that. People with emotion can act out um, in an instance because you don't have the tools to relax you don't take five you don't breathe right you don't understand like this is going to be the consequences for your actions you understand mm-hmm. so that's why i'm really grateful for phil that's why i like to still be myself and still speak like this you know uh, i really put a lot of importance on zen master zenfulness mindfulness it's super important and that's what phil jackson is about you got to think about all the egos he had that he was able to keep focused right. unbelievable we used to be in practice, and you would have four arguments going at one time. Me, Andy, Kobe, and Sasha all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe and Sasha just like, eh. <laughs> And then you had Derek Fisher, who was very, mi- very mindful. Um, Pal, also. Uh, yeah. But you had the head coach at the top. Um, maybe um, Trump
1: should speak to Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: think Phil would talk to him,
1: be honest. help? That'll like
0: Yeah, that's yeah, brass. but does Trump?
2: Huh? No, but
0: does Trump? <laughs> no. um, you can't turn down Phil. It's impossible. Feels oh, like God. Phil's like Don. <laughs> if Phil want a meeting, he gets the meeting, right? You can't
1: say no. <laughs> Met has got the answer to the Trump problem. Phil Jackson. <laughs> he, he's a good coach. Maybe we, we should, should try that. Do you have a favorite moment with Phil? Something that just sticks in the top of your head? Just being around his aura. His
0: aura. Uh-huh. His aura. You know, it's, I, I always wanted more time with Phil. And one thing about Phil, he wrote the forward to my book. Mm-hmm. Um, he, was, um, he also would answer when I would text. Because even when I was coaching at Palisades High School with Coach Torino, I was coaching the girls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would always text Phil on, Phil, how can I get – people to learn, or how can I get my players to learn a triangle? Where should I start? It? I was talking back and forth with Phil a lot. And he was always there for me. Phil is great.
2: Uh-huh. See, I want to ask about your time with the Lakers, obviously, but just before that, before you time with the Lakers, uh, you remember that, that little uh, bout you had with Kobe when you were with the Rockets, a little yeah. spit you guys had on the sideline? Um, there were some heated battles there. What were you know? What was that like? Because there was some report, you know, beef obviously on the court. But you guys teamed up the next year. You know, you meshed pretty quickly. Um, what, what do you remember first of all from, from that Rockets sort of uh, you know beef that you guys had, if you can call it beef?
0: Well, the thing is, it wasn't the beef. So the thing is, this uh, Kobe's great. We know Kobe's really good. So we know that's going into the series now. We got Yao Ming. We win the first game by twenty. T-Mac is not even playing. T-Mac hurt. The Kimba got hurt in the first round. T-Mac not even playing in the playoffs. T-Mac not even at the game.
2: He's not at the game?
0: T-Mac said when we was going into the playoffs that he can't see us beating Portland. He was on our team. And we were really upset about that. You don't say that. Can't see us beating Portland. Can't see us winning. You know, I think T-Mac wasn't the game. So, anyway, when you're, when you're competing and you're trying to be the best – you got a lot of people who trying to be the best. Some people actually become the best. Then you got some people who come in second and fifth. You got some people who like in 50th place, but still want to be the best. They still fighting. I'm like one of those type of people. So if I see somebody in front of me, I don't like that person because <laughs> they're better. <laughs> I just don't like them. Like so, Kobe. Like Kobe, like my, like, my, like my brother Kobe. Absolutely, you know. And, and he, know <laughs> he knew that. He knew that. It's my boy. Um, So, you know, it wasn't a beef. It was more just like, it was a respect. And he tough, he he a tough guy, right? So, it is what it is, but I'm a team player. I could could play on any team. So, when you go on a guy's team that you had a problem with, we're on the same team now. So, it was like, you know, the objective is to win. You know, that's the only objective. And, um, you know, we can learn about each other later, (laughs) quite honestly. But Kobe is very similar to me. Like, he wants the ring. He's not really into making friends. I'm the same way. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, I am not do not it's not, it's not a good trait. I, I like LeBron's trait. I like, I like the new generation's trait, traits better than ours. I like the fact that LeBron reached out to play. It's bigger than basketball. You know, you can still compete and do all that, but I think like you should be having dinner after. Like me and Kobe, we never went to dinner like that. But me and Fisher, pal, even Lamar, my best friend, one of my great friends in the NBA got drafted together, all this stuff. We never went to dinner and lunch and that type of stuff. Partially, mostly because it's probably me because I don't really initiate. But then you look at, like, LeBron, right? LeBron is, like, him and Dwayne Wade is skiing together, you know, playing dominoes and, you know, making pizza pies. All this stuff. I'm, like, watching. It's like, man, this, this is great. You know, this is great. I'm just so proud when I see other players, you know, get together um, and all that stuff. I'm also, I also like the super teams. I think super teams are important. I think joining super teams is smart. If you want to win... And you can't. You're not to in. Join the team. Get the ring. <laughs> get the so ring.
2: So you, so you, so you were. Uh, you had no issue with, uh, with Kevin Durant's move to Golden State.
0: No issue. Get the ring. <laughs> because at the end of the day, when it's time for Kevin Durant, nobody else is in Kevin Durant's shoes. When it's time for greatness, twenty years after he retired, this is what we're playing for. As a professional player, we're playing for greatness, right? So. Mm-hmm. When they retire and they have LeBron James three rings and his two, LeBron James gonna get denied because we're not—they're not competing to make it to the NBA. They're not—they're not trying to be a head coach or to just get into the games so like can just hit one shot. They got other goals and there's levels to it, and you have to get the ring. Look at what Carl Malone granted—a lot of cash, hell of a player, no ring. No rings doesn't make him a bad person. This makes him a person without a ring. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like Barkley? Barkley. Right, Barkley. Not too much noise,
1: please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm live with clutch
1: points. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It sort reminds me. I just came to my head. Uh, we we had Adam Morrison on the podcast, like, Oh, yeah. It was like yeah. a month or two ago. Yeah, something? yeah, yeah. And he said that the funniest story he had to share was coming to practice one day, like early, and you were already there, and you were dripping in sweat without a shirt on and wearing jeans, shooting
0: around. <laughs> was that a routine for you, in jeans? I mean, just like, you know, I, I, like, I like to get, when I'm going to practice, I, I like to get dressed as fast as I fucking can <laughs> I want to get on that court uh-huh. fast, quick, and I want to be the last one to leave. I don't want to leave first. I don't want. I, I don't want. When I see someone there before me, I'm like, I'm busting his ass in practice. You, you, know, have to, you have to compete with Kobe getting there quickly, huh? That's the problem. Kobe gets there too early. Kobe's there at five thirty.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Kobe's there at five thirty. It's like asshole. You're there so early for. I can't even. I'm not getting up. I'm just getting home from the goddamn club.
1: <laughs>
0: right, so, oh, um, yeah, I, always, I mean, I always felt like staying the longest was competition, being there, and not only being there early, but working hard, you know, early, working hard, you know, because you only live once. Yeah. You got to give it your all, and, you know, I, did, I, did, I gave it my all. But Adam was tough. Adam Morrison, man, if it wasn't for his injuries, he would have been amazing. And it's really
1: unfortunate. Could you him. imagine in today's game, like with all the threes? Him Insane. and his team. Yeah.
0: Insane. He had so much. And you got to picture Adam with two surgeries on his knee, right? Adam's with, in the Lakers practice. Got to go against me and Kobe every day. <sighs> Not healthy either. And he gave it his all. He, you, you, we, see, we saw that he couldn't move. You know, he deserved those two rings. What he brought to practice was amazing. He was a trash talker. Really? What Adam was a trash talker. Wow. He was getting your face, and if you wanted to fight, he would fight.
1: Oh, I Adam can see that.
0: No yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> Adam had no problem with throwing his fists.
1: Yeah, he's he's a laid back dude. He was he was great on the pod. He Man, amazing. He's
0: amazing, and, and 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 he's such a good guy. I really feel so bad for him because. He is a great player. We've seen him. We know he's a great player. Mm-hmm. Injuries yeah. killed him. We used to be, we used to feel so bad for him because he's not missing shots in practice. It's just certain things he couldn't do anymore. Physically. You know, um, certain, certain things he couldn't do anymore physically with, you know, with his knees. Um, yeah. but he, he, he deserves a lot of recognition. What he did in college basketball was, I mean, Stephen Curry, same as X thing, like
1: Stephen Curry.
2: Yeah, college She's, legend for sure. You, you were viewed as sort of the, the Lakers enforcer when you got there. Um, and I think every team, every championship team sort of needs one. Did you, did you like that role? Did you embrace that role? Do you even agree with, with that kind of assessment?
0: You know, um, well, I've always been an enforcer from back in my Queensbridge days. When you're playing with the men in Queensbridge, when they, when they allow you to get on the court, you got to bring it. You know what I mean? You got to bring it. Um, Russell, Joe, these are all guys from the hood. Um, and then actually, Vern Fleming from Queensbridge, who played for the Pacers. Oh. I played for the Pacers. Sean Green from Queensbridge, he played for the Pacers. He's from Nas Block, Vern Fleming from my block. You know, um, so you got to bring it And It was like, this is how you play, Ron. This is how you play. So now, I wasn't trying to be an enforcer, I was playing hard. You know, and I mean, when you, and when you play in some of the circumstances I played in, I remember one time I was 11 years old. We in Hamill's Project, 11 years old. We, we going to work, we playing hard. That's all we know. But we in somebody else's hood, they hit my other teammate over the head with a bottle in the park, Imagine your son, 11 year old kid, getting hit over the head with a bottle. And you know it could escalate because these young kids, they ruthless, mm-hmm. right? This is the type of stuff now it's like, okay, next time we go in the game. What we got in the bag. Y'all ready? All right, cool. We go anywhere to play. There was not one place where we would not go. If it's a game we gone. Sometimes we have to sometimes you have to pack the ratchets. Sometimes you had to bring some of your teammates had to had to bring that had to bring that rocket. And and what it was like, cause if we don't play basketball, we're not getting better. You understand if I'm not playing and the best game is in this hood mm-hmm. we going. you understand and when you got that mindset when you playing with that <laughs> are you playing with people flashing the ratchet flashing it mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand and you have the free throw line you're like okay what do we do do we shoot the free throw or do we just get this rumble on right now and my people's on the side like we got your back, we good. <laughs> I remember my boy okay. told me, we good, don't even worry about that, he on the side. And that's, there's a different, there's levels to the mentality. So when, you, so when you play like that, it's like, okay, I'm never gonna let nobody punk me. It's only, you only know one way, you understand? So I didn't, I didn't naturally wanna be there for us, it's just certain, certain, certain situations that mm-hmm. people feel. You know, so it's like now and now when you go into the league, it's like, okay, whoever wants the drama, we just got to bring the drama. And then, and, 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 you know, in 99, we just coming off the Detroit Pistons, bad boys, the Knicks. You know, so for me, it's like, I already know how to do this. You know what I'm saying? I already, I already know how to do this. So that's where the enforcer came from. Right. Me personally, man, when I was younger, I was trying to be a pastor on Michael Jackson. I wanted to sing, and I tried to dance. I was bad at both. <laughs> bad, bad at both. You know, wasn't, I, I didn't grow up like I, I wasn't naturally like yeah let's go who I wasn't actually like that it just it evolved into that um and then you get tired of, You you get tired of certain things and you say freaking this is how I am for the rest of my life um yeah I wish it would have been different I personally wish it would have been different I is, wish it could have been different
1: is there an enforcer in the league now that you look at and you're like, oh, okay, cool. This guy, could, this guy could play during my time or, you know, during the bad boys. Like, say, like, Patrick Beverly of the, the Clippers.
0: Definitely. This era now, this is 2020. If you go to 2016, from, from, 2000 to, from 2010 to, like, 2015, 16, the league was going to change. It was changing the way it played. So, but for me, it was disgusting. I didn't like it. mm mm-hmm. We, but we didn't understand what the vision was. The league had a vision. They started implementing new rules, so it made the game softer. Now that everybody's settled, settled into the new rules, mm-hmm. it's not as physical as we ever seen it. I mean, I mean, this era right here could play any other era. Maybe yeah. certain players would have had issues. Like, if you add certain rules, we'll see. Like, they should, they should even add a rule. <laughs> you know, this is old rules. for it Like, like hand-checking? Yeah, bring it back for one game, like only game three or or something, you know, like, That'd be I don't interesting. Know, both quarters or something, right? Because you'll be able to, to see, that. you know what I'm saying. You'll be able to see who could. That's how yeah. you'll be able to know who could play back in the days, because you'll get some some some. You're yeah. not getting that space. You're not getting that space. space. Yeah. No space. Wow. So it drives me crazy
1: about today today's basketball. There's so much space mm-hmm. because people are afraid to to get physical and
2: touch. And it's all. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. Because they're calling fouls quicker, that's why so. they, they are calling can't fouls. Can't touch fouls. anybody,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. but you know what I mean, but in, but in the playoffs, you know, we let a lot go in the playoffs. Have you seen the playoffs?
2: That's true, that's true. They that's done true. A lot go. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, do you think, um, in t- 2004, whenever that Pistons Pacers brawl was, what? I mean, t- take us through that because I-, I was young. I didn't really have a chance to watch that growing. Up. I I got into the NBA a couple years after that. But what was what was that whole thing like? I mean, is it a blur to you now? Do you remember? It's a from it? It's a blur unless people bring it up. Uh, you
0: know, if people bring it up, then it's a it, 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 you know, it, it's a blur. But other than that, um, other than that, um, it was it was an event, man. <laughs> People was coming up to me and like, man, you kicked that guy's ass. I'm like, man, I got suspended for a whole year. I lost single. I lost my contract for the year, man. Uh-huh. I'm not happy about it. Um, so it was a lot of that. So for a lot of people, it wasn't even. For me, it was just like, you know, um, I, I just didn't like the fact that somebody hit me with something, man. I didn't like that. You know, I'm oh. like, I thought it was wrong. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was wrong for you to throw something at my face. Um especially a fan, you know, what I mean? yeah. who, who, who does that? Ben Wallace threw a couple of things at me. You know, I was also upset that the refs had no control. You know, usually you eject people. And once you make that first ejection, that calms everything down. That's why mm-hmm. I should be a ref also. Like, they, should, they should let me be a ref. I don't need no teaching. I just do the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, give the, just give me the goddamn stripe. I'll show I, would,
1: I would pay to see that better.
0: I, I don't pay. need no rules. I don't need nobody briefing me. Don't brief me. <laughs>
1: give me a goddamn whistle. <laughs> I'll take a tactic ad. I don't even think you need a whistle. You just <laughs> use your voice. <laughs>
0: sure. 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 Wow. <laughs> you, know, you know, but <laughs> they were, the first ejects, ejection symbol, it calms the other player down. Like you're, I mean, sorry, the first tech. You give a tech, boom, and then you get the ejection, boom. Now... Everybody's going to notice, like, oh, okay. If I do something else, I'm getting suspended. <laughs> mm. right. they, they, you know, still, you have not seen an ejection symbol to this day in the brawl. You have not in seen it. In the brawl? Yeah. In the brawl. They never did it. They never,
2: boom, beep, you're out of here. Well, out I of think here. They, they, they wanted to review what happened, correct? They wanted to review what happened before they ejected anyone? Well, if you're a referee, it's a free throw.
0: Was it a free throw? Or I think so. I think it was a free throw.
2: Yeah, yeah. It might have been a free throw. Yeah, yeah.
0: So if you're the referee, The referee under the basket, referee on one side, referee on the other side. You don't got to review nothing. Somebody's sort of Somebody him what <laughs> <laughs> oh, He pushed me and he kept attacking me. Uh, review. Tech. That's a tech. If it's a double tech, you can go double tech. Yeah. You can also diffuse the situation by this end of the game. Not a big situation. Millionaires. Eh, eject them both. That's they got to exactly. Right, you could do that. So the rest, they panicked. They panicked. These freaking guys. One guy had shit in his pants. I, 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 if I could recall, I swear. If I could recall, I'm like, is that? Shit? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, they panicked, man. These guys panicked. I'm like, damn, this fucking rapper. Right He's shit in his pants. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> a scary scene, man. I don't think we'll ever see anything no, like we, that again. Um, we don't want to see nothing like that again. You know, we don't the closest we've seen to it is remember the last time I interviewed and I, we were talking about the, the Steelers-Browns. There yeah. was Miles Garrett going up against Mason Rudolph, and he hit him with a helmet um, last year. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did see that. That was yeah. That's the closest I've seen to anything close to what, what happened with you guys in the match. Yeah, that, was, that, was,
0: that wasn't nice. You know, we, that, that wasn't nice.
1: Yeah, but they oh, didn't, use,
0: they didn't think, use a weapon, though.
2: The guy used the helmet as a weapon. That was...
1: Yeah, but I mean, the other guy's wearing a
2: helmet, too, though. Yeah.
0: Wait till you see Jermaine O'Neal's documentary on the brawl. Jermaine is doing the brawl. Oh, really? Really? It's, it's going to be on Netflix, right? I don't know how to say it,
1: but who cares? It's going to be... Wait till you see it. Wait till you see it. Because he was pissed, right? Because, I mean, in your doc, he kind of, like, opened up completely about the whole situation, right? Yeah, he had the right to be pissed. I mean. Well, oh, you play. guys were contenders, right? So, I mean, I, it I get it. Yeah. yeah. He, had, he had the right to be pissed.
0: I mean, he's a great player. Jermaine, we, we forget how good Jermaine was.
2: Yeah, it's I, think we, I think we do. I think we do. Yeah, we do good. forget.
0: A lot. He was so good, right? Remember the early years. And, um, but, yeah, so a couple angles. You'll see people throwing chairs. And this one chair came, and I've never seen these angles before. And I didn't realize people had full water bottles and throwing it down at us. And you'll see the angles. Oh, wow. You know, were, I mean, it, it started with the fans and ended with the fans. It started, we was, we, we was in between, you know. We, we, yeah. we, we, <laughs> yeah. You know, with the first initial, you know, jab <laughs> came for the fans. And the last uppercut comes from the fans. But, you know, we was, we was in the in between. A couple body shots.
1: You know what I just read? <laughs> A couple Stephen, body shots. <laughs> Steven Jackson was involved in that too, huh? Yeah. He, he was, was up
0: there. there. Uh,
1: yeah. It was an unfortunate
0: situation, but, you know, you have yeah. to laugh at these things. You just can't be, you know, it was, it was unfortunate. Like, we did not benefit from this. <laughs> yeah. we right.
1: stopped, we well, the NBA, the NBA changed completely after that in terms of all that. Was that, was that when they, they stopped people from walking on the floor and they were just, like, um, handing texts out left and right? I mean, I think so. I mean, you look at the guy that walked on the floor, like, what are you doing? You know, the guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think he was Latino. Could have been Middle Eastern. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: you
0: know. We're a melting pot now. Everybody's starting to like look the same in the world right? like the same. <laughs> I, yeah.
2: I want to ask you this because you, you watched the Bulls win, win their six titles as you were growing up. You joined the Bulls. Uh, and then I believe you, uh, Michael Jordan broke his ribs, I believe that was. A uh, on a hit from you. Do you remember that? It
0: was, it was, yeah, it was a mistake. He's playing basketball. If you know me and you know Mike, uh, who, who's going to back down? Yeah. Mike is a better player. We're both great fighters. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't no, you know, with me, like, I idolized Mike. I changed my number to 23 when I got defensive player of the year. That was Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? I did my best work under 23 when I had 23 number. You know, but that game we had in the summertime, I think I was 20 or 19 years old. Nobody really expected me to play how I play defense. Even when I, in my first practice against Tony Cucco, he got mad at me because I was in his ass and he elbowed me and I body slammed him, you know? You body uh, slammed him? In he got mad at me. <laughs> was, he got mad at me because I was in his ass. I'm a rookie. It was one time in practice, in a shoot-around practice, Coach Carlisle, Rick Carlisle, Ron, stop going 100%. I said 25% reading shoot-around. And I'm still like, boom, 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 shoot-around. Everybody else just like. We're going to do this play, we're going to show Hedge here. I'm like, Hedge, go, go. You know what I'm saying? I'm like super ready <laughs> you have You <laughs> have
1: one gear, one gear the whole time.
0: One gear, I mean, I, I didn't know the other gear. And Carlisle had to stop a shoot-around. I told you, 25%,
1: <laughs> 25%. <laughs> How do you even go <laughs> I 25%? Like, I don't even get that. You that just kind of go through the motions. That's you know? a walkthrough,
2: that's a walkthrough. Yeah, yeah I get guess, right?
0: Because a walk through, you go, you ten
2: really.
0: I used to hate it, you know, but that's how it was, right? We, we just go hard, man. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, you know, yeah, you just go
2: hard. Uh, you you came up big during the 2010 series uh, against the Suns. Uh, that 20 that 2010 finals, you came up huge, rather. Uh, obviously, we we know the the, the game win against the Suns, the the shot against the Celtics. Uh, I mean, I feel like this is an obvious one, but what's your – do you embrace the big stage? Is that something you go, that's what I want, that big stage, that shot, that defensive play? Is that what you want? I mean,
0: yes. When you're destined, you're destined. Like, I'm from, I'm from Queensbridge, right, New York City. It was one of the best there. One of the, I did my work in the city, went to St. John's. The trajectory was up, upwards, right? Um, became, became an all-star defensive player one of the youngest defensive players of the years. one of the only wings Kawhi Landon Michael Jordan mm-hmm. you know um, so you feel a certain way about yourself you're supposed to be a champion now with my career um, when I when I left Chicago he actually wanted me to stay but I kept getting in trouble I go to Indiana we all know what happened in Indiana I was averaging 20 20 plus in Indiana yeah then when you go to other, then I was on suspension. And after the bra, I was on suspension again for three months because I just kept being detrimental to the team. With all that being said, if I would have stayed in the end, I believe I would have had 24. The next year would have been 22 or it could have been 25. And that, because you know, when it's your team, you take 30 shots.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're in it's your team. So now when you go to other teams, it's like, okay, how many shots am I going to take? I don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. But then sometimes, you know, you, you, you can pick right up. So with that being said, I was a hell of a player. You know, Larry Bird quoted, quoted me as a top, saying uh, I was top 10. That's a hell of a player
1: coming yeah. from Larry Bird. That's high praise from him. That's huge. You know,
0: that's a hell of a praise. That's, that's praise. Emily was on Sports Illustrated together. So when you, when you talk about the numbers and, the, and what we're doing off the court, the output, I should be champion. you. Right, so the stage is not like I'm not. It's not like the stage I don't want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I was I was off that stage because decisions I've made. You know, when I got to that Laker game, it was like you know I just kept pushing. I, it's, I'm not surprised that I got a title. We almost had it when I was 23. I got it when I was 30. You know, it's not like it's not like that surprise. It's not that, that surprising that I got a title, um, and I was a part of it. But you know, with Kobe. I mean, the year before that, I was out 22. I was, I was killing the playoffs. And then uh, Kobe, just just give it to Kobe, man. Back. Your job is done, buddy. There's nothing for you to do
1: unless you need it. <laughs> I remember just that video clip, right? Where you're like, get the ball, pass to Kobe. Get yeah, the man. ball, pass to Kobe.
0: Hey, <laughs> honestly, I was in my prime and I was at the Lakers. I was 29 years old. That's your prime. Uh, so for contract-wise, that didn't help me. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Because I, I was averaging 22 in the playoffs. That's a, good, that's a hell of a contract right there. But the next yeah. year I go to Lakers. I go to eight. Good Lord.
2: <laughs> eight, <laughs> points. <laughs> oh. eight points. Oh but, but on a relatively stacked team. But I'm saying it doesn't help you personally, right? It, like okay.
1: career-wise.
0: No. Because yeah. yeah. the, t- the team is like, you, you, you're declining. How am I declining at 30 years old?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: How am I declining Too many years? You know, um, but, so it was, it was really an easy job. I literally didn't have to do much. <laughs> you know, just like, just spot a play defense,
1: and fun, you know, go to Barry's Pizza. or something. Chill out, nothing to do. What's your, yeah. uh, what's your fondest memory of Kobe?
0: My, uh, I would say just the, um, the work ethic, because that's, I mean, that's it. Yeah. He in the gym, he, 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 he wants to get the number six titles seven really <laughs> that's what he really wanted I'm sure it was ten <laughs> I'm sure he well he, he was focused on Jordan that Jordan. one he, yeah 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 he really wanted he really wanted seven he deserved he deserved it uh, I feel like a couple things went wrong I, I thought we broke up too early we, we got swept by the Mavs uh-huh. we broke up I mean Phil Jackson came out he said he had the issue I don't know if you remember he, he said he came out he had an yeah. issue yeah, I mean, he told us that the first round.
1: Yeah, I just talked to Pal uh, recently about that, and he was telling us how much he admired Phil for, for that, for going through that and still being able to coach and he's still coaching. Like nobody said nothing. we was yeah. playing,
0: uh, playing playing, and Chris Paul's team got by them. It was hard. Yeah. He went to yeah. Dallas next, and when Phil came in there, and he said, "I know I've been a little bit different on the sidelines, just because I have." A issue, a health issue. And then when you tell us the issue, then you see Fisher just crying. You know, Kobe's like this. People with tears in their eyes. Now, you know, and we, and, we, and we go into, I don't think we use that as fuel. We use that as, man, Phil is really messed up right now. You know, um, it didn't really fuel us to, you know, we wasn't thinking about, hey, let's take this moment for Phil. We was more like, damn, Phil's really hurt. Like, that's only, the only that's important. Yeah. But, it was unfortunate. We got I don't think we should have been swept. We got swept by the Mavs, you know? Uh,
1: that was the first playoff series I ever covered uh, as wow. a member for the media. And uh, I remember being like, what is going on? With yeah, it was... just didn't seem to be clicking. And Mavs were just unstoppable at that time. I think they were the first team that really figured out the three-point shooting and spacing. Uh-huh. Well, right?
0: the, 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 it, that didn't really hurt us. What, what really hurt us, I mean... I mean, we we hurt ourselves for the most part, but um, we just really didn't have a lot of synergy at that time. We was up seven game one, you know, with a minute left. If you look at if you look at the last minute, we was up, you know.
1: Um, we made some and mistakes. And then it was Kobe with the missed the last second shot in game two, right? Yeah, the game winner. Right. We 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 was there. They slept us, but it was
0: it, it, that's a playoff series where we where you can say. You know, we had a
2: shot. We had mm-hmm. a shot. Matt, did you, did you feel like refs gave you sort of a, a quick whistle uh, because, of, because of your past or history? Definitely.
0: You know, uh, definitely. I, w- I had a quick whistle. You know, I would – but I knew why. I, I would get upset still sometimes. I never had problems with the refs, but the refs was always keeping me off the players. You know, because mm-hmm. I was always – I was, like, so aggressive and then – Always kind of ready for action, I guess. And um, I think the re- I think the quick whistle was really uh, it really extended my co- career, honestly. Because if it you like, yeah, definitely. Because I would, you know, they gave me a little more room. I probably would have got in more trouble. You know, I think it, it was unfortunate, but I think the quick whistle could could save some people's careers. Hmm. Interesting. Unfortunately, right? unfortunately, unfortunately, but my, when I look back at it, I mean, what are you gonna do? I'm a player that's super reckless and, 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 and vital. You, you have no choice, but to have the quick whistle. Yeah. You know, so I can't really blame the rest for that.
2: Did you have any – I know you were in the arena on the sidelines for this. Uh, Kobe's 60-point finale, I know Shaq challenged him to get 50. I don't think anyone thought he was going to get 50, and then he went out and got 60. Yeah. Um, do, do, you, do you remember that night? I think that was a team with, with – I, I talked to Lou Williams about this, and he said it was, it was just – an incredible once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. What do you remember from that night?
0: Wow. I mean, he started – I mean, I know I wanted to play. <laughs> I didn't play the one minute that night. Um, I thought that I would get, like, five to ten minutes. And I was usually coming and stepping for Kobe and come back in. It was, it, it was his last hurrah, right? So he missed his first seven shots. So I, was I saying, remember. Right? I remember. He seven. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be a bad night. Exactly. Be- <laughs> I was on the bench. I think I was next to Lou Al or Lou Williams. I'm like, God,
1: darn it. This is really bad. <laughs> I think they were just short, right? Like hitting, hitting the front iron pretty much the whole time. He might have shot an air ball, I think, at one time. He might have. I think yeah. was, there
2: was, I I think there was a lot of pressure on that, on that just that night because everyone was, was, everyone was standing for a while. Um, the whole night. <laughs> that's true. Oh,
1: man. I think that's nervousness, I, oh, Like I told you before, Tommy. That's the first time I've ever been in a press box, where the media is just as hyped as, as the fans, and we're not allowed to do that. It's frowned upon, right? So, yeah. Um, it's insane. Man. Still, the best sporting event I've ever covered. I've it's ever the seen. best time I've ever
0: been to. It's the best one. Me, me too. Me too. I, me too. I, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a yeah. Real. It's unreal. How perfect. The ending was. Wasn't was yeah. that the best ending you've ever seen in your life? I mean, I, I get in the game, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm on the bench and I see him missing, and then he starts to hit one, and he hits one, and he hits one, and he has 40. I'm like, wow, this is unbelievable.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, I'm sitting here turning into a fan, and I'm like, I kind of, now at this point, I kind of want to stay a fan. I don't even want to get in the game. <laughs> like, what are we watching? And, but this is, how, this, this, this is how it's been for the whole time I'm playing Kobe. As a basketball player, you know it's amazing. You know it's not. He's amazing. Yeah. And every time you, on, you spot it up in that corner on the other side, and you just watch him go to work, it's like, yo, this dude is dope. Wow, this dude is amazing. He going to do it again. My goodness. You know, that, that's how it was.
1: I remember a few things from that game. One, I had never seen him so exhausted in his whole career. It's like he put literally everything into one game. I couldn't believe it. Like, he just... Yeah. Um, look like look like me going up the stairs, <laughs> and then and then the, the, the press conference after the game. I'd never seen him so relieved. He was so relieved. Yes. He was so happy, so relieved. He couldn't wait to just go home with his with his wife and his kids. Yeah. And I, I was like, wow, this is a totally different guy than what I'm used to seeing. You know, definitely. It was the most, that, that year was amazing because he was talking
0: to the rookies. We're going out for dinner, and he was just so much more um, inviting. And yeah. he was, he asked, right, And it was really cool for me to see because, you know, I'm used to Kobe practice coming to work and like, hey, guys, we got to win it. We got to win it. Hey, you got to get there. Get to your spot. Dwight, what are you doing? Pal, come on. You can push it. Matter, come on. Pick it up. Like, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. And his last season, he's, what's up, guys? You know, the- <laughs> taking him out. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, this is really cool to see. And I know I'm not retired yet, but I'm going to retire soon. And, and I think I to tell you the next year, and um, it was just like, you know, it was really good to see Kobe the human. You know, Kobe the yeah. basketball player. It was a really great to see. Him.
1: Yeah, from our perspective too. Yeah. I remember uh, he is the most terrifying athlete ever to ask a question to, because he could make you feel stupid in 20 seconds, right? Like he's, I tell people all the time, he's very
0: good at saying what you would say in a sentence in one where he listens. He listens yeah. to you, and yeah. he has a couple words that sum it up. You know, uh-huh. he's, he's really, really intelligent writer. Really, really good, good writer.
1: Yeah. Just intimidating, yeah.
0: though. Like, super intimidating.
1: Not only to you,
0: too. When I would text him, the same. same. Really? Because I, I asked him a question that I wanted a long answer from. Uh, I never do a basketball, like maybe some business or something.
1: Yeah.
0: He would give it to me in a couple words. <laughs> you know? A couple <laughs> words. And it's like, okay.
1: Is um, it the... The kind of thing where you text and you're like, oh no 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 no, and you race it, and then you write it again. You're like, oh no no no. no. <laughs> like, you oh, got you know, I probably did that a couple
0: times. <laughs> <laughs> I probably did that a couple times. Definitely. Yeah, I could see that.
2: Could yeah, see
0: yeah, yeah, he's just an icon, man. An yeah.
2: Icon. I, yeah I look good. up to the guy too. He's only one year older than me, but what are you gonna do? Yeah. Did you did you have a uh, w- when you guys were in that championship run? Uh, 10-11, did you guys, did you have a favorite sort of matchup, a guy you wanted to, to, to guard, you looked up to, to guarding, Look forward to guarding, rather?
0: Well, like, so LeBron was the only one that I knew I had to be a great to be great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got all these guys. When I was the best defense player in the league, you had, that was, LeBron was reaching his prime. He mm-hmm. was, actually, no, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't even at his prime, but he was always amazing. But you got Kobe, you got Vince, you had all these guys. But for me, when I seen LeBron, I'm like, I was 248, 250 when I first started to play against LeBron in the league. Mm-hmm. When I played against him, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going to have to gain weight because I'm going to definitely see him in the playoffs. Um, and if you, when, Le- when I left the East, LeBron went on TNT, he said, you know, I'm so happy Ron Artest left. <laughs> I tried to get that clip for my documentary. They, they they hid the clip for me. They really? Went, yeah, Did they, they really? They, oh, come they on. They give me the clip.
2: Why I'm like, I' Michael
0: like Jordan got come fly with me, ain't dunking on somebody. You're gonna play that clip. But when yeah. I want to pick the LeBron clip, when he said I'm happy, when on just left, I can't get that clip, huh? For my documentary, huh? That's lame. Okay, okay, okay. You know, wow. we're gonna backlog that. <laughs>
2: really? That clip
1: is not available anywhere? It, you can't find it. So it's erase from existence, huh? I mean, I don't know if it's erased. He wiped it. But,
0: it's, you know, it's. it's
1: I'm going to go digging now. I'm going digging. It's under possession. That's the
0: biggest trophy I've ever had in my life. Him saying that? Goddamn right. Really? He's, the, he's one of the greatest players ever.
1: Do you think, you think he's like 280 of like just solid I was, muscle?
0: I was 265. And he was bigger than you? Yes.
1: Because how tall are you? You're, I was considered
0: strong and all that. Anyway, no matter what, why not just a strong LeBron Strong, <laughs> yeah, I knew I had to deal with that, so I actually changed my whole work habit because I was gaining weight, I was getting putting more muscle I knew I was gonna have to go against him, but I didn't mm-hmm. think I was gonna get traded out the east, you know. So when I got right. to the west, I'm like big, and I'm like, I don't I only see LeBron twice a year. So then I started to lose weight. I'm like, this is, I'm never, I'm getting tired of worrying about this guy. <laughs> I, started, I started to lose weight, and I, I will only see him like what, like twice a year. So, you know, whatever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all the time we have. Meta, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us on the podcast. Uh, As usual, you can follow Ryan Ward at Ryan Ward LA on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And now new on TikTok as well. Uh, You can follow me at Tomer Azarly. That's T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y on Twitter, Instagram, and I'm beginning I'm on the TikTok game. I'm not there yet, but I will be. Um, as usual, leave us a five-star review, please, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, iHeart. We really appreciate that. Um, and any comments, questions, uh, suggestions, or concerns that you have for us, we really want to hear those as well. Uh, just shoot those over to us wherever you want. Um, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We got a couple more guests lined up for you in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys. Thanks.